Hi everybody, I'm Shreya. And I'm Shana. Welcome to Two Sisters, One Podcast. Episode 37, but this is actually a special episode. We already did the episode, but <laughs> this is a special episode. Because it can't be a special episode without an interview, Shreya, can yes. it? Yes, you know it can't. So we have a special episode today. special guest in today mm-hmm. so you will probably know this guest from her radio station on channel the breakfast show on channel four yeah, they have incredible music Shreya loves her music yeah played taylor swift the other day so <laughs> <laughs> Love Shreya it. loves that so much so welcome hi nibby hi <laughs> hi guys so happy hi. to be here thank you for having me uh, thank you for coming kid yep <laughs> Absolutely, it this is exciting. Yeah, definitely. So we've got some questions planned. So um, our viewers, we're, um, the, uh, not viewers, listeners, they're all around the world. So why don't you introduce yourself? Just give us a little bit more information about you. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, thank you once again for having me. This is cute. And uh, yeah, I'm Nimi Mehta. I am a radio host, as you both said. Uh, I broadcast live across the UAE every single morning from six o'clock on Channel 4. Uh, I've been here in the UAE for about four years, originally from London. And yeah, radio is kind of what I do as my main job. But I think it's really important to have something away from that as well and be super diverse and do multiple things to show how cool and <laughs> strong we all are. So I also host stages across the UAE uh, for celebrities and for kids. I actually go to a lot of schools and do tours around the UAE. And I also MC and I have my own podcast as well, which is why this is super exciting to be here with you girls today. Yeah, yes, we're very excited. Yeah. <laughs> very, very excited. So, I actually, instead of a question for the interview, I want you to ask it to, you know, see how your days from, like, the start from your radio, like, from the start of the morning to, like, the end of the day, how, like, is your day really busy or is it, like, enjoyable so just tell us more about that yeah sure you're amazing by the way <laughs> look at you I feel like I'm being interviewed by Oprah this is cool um right so actually what's I love about what I do is every single day for me is different you know um and I think growing up growing up I knew that I needed something that didn't have much structure <laughs> um some people are for it some people aren't but my day really looks like waking up at four o'clock in the morning uh, I leave for work at 5 a.m I'm in the studio for 5 30 and my show starts at 6 a.m live um and the show goes on for four hours so I'm in that studio for those four hours we are planning we are talking about what we want to discuss uh local UAE news or international news or celebrity stuff uh, so we're constantly doing that and we're also bringing our own personal experiences to the uh, show as well so anything that may have happened in my life like the day before the next morning guaranteed I'm talking about it I mean recently I by accident went to the trash chute and my car keys went down the trash chute and they couldn't find my car keys and so I couldn't use my car and so little things like that I make sure that the next day I'm talking to the listeners about it um so my show finishes at 10 and I have a co-host with me 
like you too. You know, I think it's so important to have someone that you can bounce off of and someone that you really click with. You two are super lucky to have each other, especially I'd love to do a podcast with my sister. Um, but I do it with this guy. He's from the UK as well. He goes by the name of JJ. And we really get on. And so, yeah, I finished the show at 10. I go home. Um, you know, the way I describe our show is uh, a normal person during their day you know, they start work at 9am, they finish work at 5pm, right? So they have those, that full day to kind of exude all that energy. Whereas for us, it's that four hours compact, compressed into that time. And so when the show is done, I am exhausted. You know, imagine no matter what's going on in your life, even if you've had the worst morning ever, you haven't slept enough, you're super hungry, you've just had a fight with your husband, not for you guys, for me, um, you just feel super, I don't want to do this. But as soon as the microphone goes up, you just have to be a new person because you realize the impact that you have on the people. Like anything I could say could change someone's day. And that's so powerful. And yes, that's on a big scale, but that's also on a scale of a podcast. Like anything that you guys say on this podcast could change the way someone thinks about life. And I think that's so beautiful as well. So um, yeah, I do that. And then after the show, I go home, I go to the gym, I make sure I get that in. And then I have meetings scheduled throughout the day. I'm either recording my podcast, I am either doing admin work um, and then in the evening I like to unwind and get to bed early actually so I can get enough sleep before I have to start all over again at 4am. So yeah, every day is really different and that's what I love about it. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Shreya, do you have a thing? I couldn't get up at 4am. <laughs> no? No. Shreya so. loved because oh she's God. always <laughs> on calls with her friends. Uh-huh. Not at night, like with my books. Uh, see, see, she said on the phone with your friend, that and you said books. True. That's two very different things. <laughs> but so both sometimes, of them are true. On, sometimes, <laughs> not often. Like when, my, when, like, um, it's like on a Thursday when I watched a movie with one of my friends. Mm-hmm. That was late. But otherwise, I'm reading at night, Shana. Mm, well, Shri, you know we have Shana's on an iPod at night. Oh, iPod. So I just listening. IPod. What yeah. do you listen to? She I, watches YouTube. I listen to music <laughs> on there. It's very I listen. I have my, my playlist, so I listen to it, and I just do it when I'm on the dreadmill and stuff. Oh my huh? gosh! You, you, I mean, how old are you again? Ten. You have the life of a fifty-year-old. <laughs> it sounds amazing. <laughs> it sounds like my dream. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> um, but yeah, four a.m. is very, very hard. You do get used to it, and sometimes there are events at night or dinners, just socializing. It does get late, but you just have to push through. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, me and you actually listen to your podcast. Yeah. And we, we thought... This is your most recent episode. Oh, thank you so much. But we thought it was really, really nice. And yeah. inspiring. Most people think that, you know, you get bullied when you're at the younger age, like Shreya was just telling me about when you... Yeah, so I got bullied, um, like, a few years back. Like, two... Last year and the year before... And it's mostly like everyone says it about bullying when it's like you're a kid and not when you're an adult. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, it's like bringing awareness. Like it, it doesn't just happen as a kid. It happens like everywhere, any age, any time. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're so right. And I'm sorry you had to go through that. It sucks. And 
is bullying for some reason is associated with being a child you're so right and we forget that it does happen to us as adults and it doesn't make it not as important or sometimes I felt like oh my gosh but I'm an adult and I'm being bullied isn't that really weird like I should be I should have it more together but it's 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 really tough thing to go through so yeah thanks for sharing that yeah (laughs) so Shana do you want to ask the first question yeah so the first question is I'm at I heard that we have something in common. We both like sports, but she doesn't really like sports. Hey, golf <laughs> and netball count, yeah? Uh, sometimes <laughs> it doesn't count very much, yeah. But otherwise, I want to be a footballer when I grow up. I noticed that you were a profes- nearly a professional tennis player, and you had, like, into for the age of 18, and you played in, like, tournaments. Was there any any challenges you had to face going when you were tennis was there any challenges you had to face so many and you've done your research and I love it um (laughs) yeah I from from a young age from 12 to 18 played tennis and at first I, I was just good at it like I just really enjoyed it and my dad one day was like you know, you're pretty good at this. Like, do you want to do it more? Like, do you want to... I was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And then before I know it, I'm being homeschooled and I am traveling the world. Abu Dhabi was actually one of the cities I came to to play tournaments. I was living out of a suitcase. And I was lucky because I had my dad traveling with me, you know? And I'm aware that that is something that a lot of people would not have the luxury of having. And I was very, very lucky that my dad you know, has his own business. So he was like, okay, where do you want to go next? We'll go to Andorra, we'll go to Abu Dhabi and we'll do all these cool things. And it was really tough. You know, I look back on it now and that's amazing that you want to be a footballer. I think it's so important because what no one told me back then was the sacrifices that come with it, right? You're a kid and you're just doing what you love and that's amazing. But I didn't have much of a social life. I didn't have any friends because all I was doing was traveling the world um I didn't have much like schooling it was really bad I was being homeschooled yes but like the teachers would just send me the work and I would do it and they would just this is bad I'm saying this out loud for the first time by the way they just automatically passed me because I was basically on a tennis scholarship and I was bringing in like press for the school and like I was getting into newspapers and magazines so they were like let's just pass her (laughs) and so my education wasn't that good and um you know I think it's so important to have the support around you which I was really really lucky to have what it looks like is you have a lovely, beautiful family who will support you. And so that was what was great for me. So those were kind of like the challenges, especially as a kid. You know, you see people hanging out and they're like, why don't you come along with us? When you know you have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to go to training and you, you have to say no every single time. And friends just started slowly stopping asking me to go out. Like they just weren't interested anymore. And so there's a lot of sacrifices that come with it, but I don't regret it at all because I absolutely loved it every second that I did it and it was my choice and no one else's and no one can take that away from me so it's tough girl so strap in but you're gonna have a good time yeah oh also you want to know why did you stop playing tennis as well Mm. or do you still play it but not in proper proper tournaments So I actually stopped, I got injured on my arm and it was just, the the injury just kept coming back. And 18 years old was actually the time where you decide to go to university, right? So 
I came to a crossroad where I was like, do I want to continue doing something I love, but not to the best that I can actually do it because of my injury? And, you know, there's a term called burnout. I don't know if you've heard of it yet, like in sports, especially where from a young age, if you've been playing something for so long and that's all you've been doing your whole entire life, like you can burn out pretty early where you just... I don't know, I mentally kind of checked out of it and I just don't believe in pursuing things, whether that's a sport, whether that's um, a job, whether that's a relationship, a friendship. I don't believe in pursuing something if you're not, if your heart's not in it anymore. And so I kind of just decided there and then I want to go to university. I want to be normal um, because I kind of miss it. And yeah, and I still play to this day. I mean, I actually picked up a tennis racket for the first time after 12 years. I just, there was a mental block there where I just didn't want to pick up a racket. I didn't want to be on a court and I didn't do it until literally two, three months ago. Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't actually see, because I watch Premier League and stuff like that, I don't really see many, because we're British Indians, I don't see many Asian people, like people from Asia on there. Um, Why do you think that is? Like from your perspective, why do you think that, why like no one's on there? Mm. I think there's a combination of things. One thing that popped straight into my mind as soon as you said that was, you know, from in our culture as Indians, um, there is this stigma around pursuing a career that isn't a profession, right? So when I was growing up, you know, I have seven cousin sisters on my mum's side and I have 10 cousin sisters on my dad's side and so every single person every single girl was either becoming a dentist a lawyer a doctor um, an accountant just something that was super you know that the parents can talk about and be really proud of and I decided to not do that and I noticed that a lot of family members and a lot of people in the community would say things like oh are you sure about that that's not that's not going to get you a job or you're not going to earn good money out of this or what are you doing? And, you know, I'm so lucky because my parents turned around and said to me, if this is what you want to do, then this is what you're going to do. Like my parents believed in me more than I believed in myself. And so I think in our culture, people don't actually get to pursue what they really want to do because of family or society possibly telling them it's not the right way. So it's sad, really. It's really sad. Can you imagine how many people in this world are doing things that they didn't necessarily want to do? So, yeah, I think we're lucky that we've been given the opportunity to. Yeah, I think it's always good to do something you want to do because, like, if you don't want to do it, then you're not going to put as much effort in. And you're probably not going to do well in that. Yeah, Yeah, but if you do what you want to do, you might be able, you're going to put as much effort in it as you can Mm -hmm. and try your best to do everything possible. Yeah, I'm choosing my subjects for GCSE uh, in October. Mm -hmm. So I want to do like, I don't want to do, I want to do something like I like, like sit, like I I enjoy physics. I love physics and I want to do that. It may be hard, but like I enjoy doing that. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so like, and you'll stick it through. Yeah. That's the thing. If you go for something that you don't necessarily want to do, but you feel pressured to do, you're going to possibly more likely give up and not give your all to it. Whereas with physics, you'll be like, I love doing this. I'm going to give it my all. And that's, yeah, it's so important. 
I have a question. Mm-hmm. So, um, wait, I have to find it. So, <laughs> how did you like get where you are in your career? Like, because uh, you're quite young and you've like accomplished a lot. So, how did you get like where you are? Mm. Um, after I went to university, I actually decided to go into journalism. Um, so that was the time just before the digital boom. So I actually wanted to start my own magazine. And I was like, I'm gonna create the best magazine in the world. And I still have the full draft to this day. I'd hand drawn, written everything. And then the digital boom happened and we had like social media and digital media and everything. And so I was like, oh, okay, I've really got to change what I'm doing now. So I decided to go into broadcast and it was actually TV presenting that I wanted to do, Um, which is crazy because I did not like to talk, which is shocking to so many people who meet me today, but I barely spoke. Like, I mean, I went to restaurants with my, my sister's three years younger than me and I could not order a glass of water. I was way too shy to ask for anything and my sister would do it for me. And I would always get other people to talk for me like, hey dad, can you, can you ask them? I really want extra fries. And he'd be like, can she have extra fries please? Cause I just couldn't do it myself. Um, it was a confidence issue. And I know we all go through that, but I decided to go into broadcast and I slowly started actually releasing YouTube videos, but privately like not to the public, just filming them, sitting there, speaking to the camera and just releasing them onto my channel, not for anyone to see. I would let my mum see it and that was it. And I, I think that helped me build my confidence up when it came to talking and speaking. And then, yeah, I got out of university and I got approached by MTV UK to be the face of their new fashion channel. And I got to do the coolest things like red carpets at London Fashion Week and at magazine parties, interviewing celebrities. And it was a roller coaster ride. And I genuinely thought, I was like, wow, I've made it. Like, this is it. I've made it at 21 years old. And the truth was I hadn't, that was it. Like my contract ended after two years there at MTV and I was just left out on the streets. I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna do with my life? I was so confused and I was unemployed for three years. For three years, I was at home trying to get a job somewhere. And so I started doing radio at my community radio station who is in Watford and it goes out to like 5,000 people or something, not that big. And my dad actually encouraged me. He was like, I know TV presenting is what you want to do, but radio, you never know, like just spread your wings and you might be good at it. And they gave me a drive time show straight away. And so there I was on the radio. I was terrible, by the way, (laughs) terrible, so bad. I was pressing the wrong buttons. Like my first time I was going to go live, I forgot to put the mic up. So it was just blank silence on the radio. It's so, so bad. And yeah, and then I just got started loving it. And believe it or not, eight months later is when I got the call that Radio One in Abu Dhabi is host is starting uh, Radio One again and they're relaunching and they're looking for a breakfast host and I applied and I got it. Um, But you know, I've skipped the most important part, which was when I wasn't unemployed. I had so many doubts in my mind and I had people saying to me, just go get a normal job now. Just, this isn't gonna work for you. You know, becoming a presenter is one in a million. And I just sat there, I was like, but I believe in myself so much. 
Like I can visualize myself being on the number one show in the country. I could actually see it. And it didn't matter to me that no one else could see it because I could see it. And so I just stayed unemployed for three years, wasn't bringing any money in. I was lucky my mom and dad were looking after me. And we're lucky because we're Indian like that, right? Until you get married, they're going to look after you. They don't have a choice. Um, So yeah, and that was the toughest time of my life because you're at this crossroad where you're like, do I continue doing something I believe in or shall I just give in and just do something that doesn't make me so happy, but okay, I'll fit into society then. And I'm so glad I didn't. I'm so glad I just pursued because here I am today and I've been in this beautiful country in the UAE for four years and I absolutely love what I do. That's really nice. That's nice. Yeah. So you said you're on um, MTV UK. Well, who was the f- most famous person you've ever met? Like mm, During my MTV times, it was Kevin Hart. Oh. Yeah. He just released, uh, what's that film with Ice Cube? I don't know if you guys have seen it. I don't know if it's too old for you, maybe. Um, he released a movie with him and they were doing promo for the movie and they were in London. And they came to MTV and I interviewed him and he's really, really funny. And yeah, so Kevin Hart would probably be it. Wow. What time of year was that? Like, what year did you do it? Um, My gosh, now you're making me look back and I'm so <laughs> bad with my timelines. I think it was my first year at MTV, so it must have been... Uh, 2014, 15, maybe. And um, yeah, they were, they were playing this massive prank at MTV that was being filmed. And so we were told, okay, well, you have to come to work a bit later because they're filming you. But we didn't know what was going to happen. And so we walked in and we just walked into Kevin Hart, like screaming at us, like, you're late for work, get in here. And the whole video and stuff is on YouTube right now. Uh, so it was quite funny. And then afterwards, I got to sit down and interview him. Uh, and... Yeah, I, you know, the thing about celebrities, which worries me, is that are they going to be what I think they're going to be? Oh, yeah, like, oh, if yeah, they're like, nice, maybe you like, see celebrity movies and they have to act it, but, like, in real life, they're not that nice Exactly. It really worries me. Like, it stresses me out that when I'm about to interview, oh, you know, you guys know Liza Koshy. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liza Koshy, right? She was here in Dubai hosting um, this On DXB event, and I got to host the stage for her and interview her on my podcast. And I was so worried. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so funny. Like, she's so cool. She's got a mix of Indian in her, by the way. And I was like, oh, we're going to connect so much. We're going to be like sisters. I was so scared. Like, oh my gosh, she's going to be horrible. And she is exactly what you see. And there is nothing greater than that. And I think it's so important, whether you're a celebrity or just a normal person like us, like it is so important how you treat people. And that's what keeps ringing in my head every single time. Steve Harvey, I don't know if you know Steve Harvey. He's um, a comedian and TV host from the US. He's the biggest celebrity you could ever think of, but he still speaks to you like you're just as important as him. And I think that's so important that we should treat people with kindness and love always, no matter what. And so you learn a lot from these celebrities. But yeah, Kevin Hart was hilarious. It was great meeting him. That's cool. Mm. <laughs> like, really cool. Uh, sure, do you have a question? Yeah, I have to find it though. <laughs> okay, so you've got your podcast and you were a TV presenter and you're on the radio. So what's the like most significant difference? Like, And which one do you prefer? Mm, that's a very good question. Um, 
you see the thing the way i uh kind of talk about tv and radio with tv you know you've got your hands you've got your facial expressions and you're like this and that and you can express yourself so easily to your audience and the challenge i found with radio and podcast is the only tool you have is your voice it's the only instrument they can't see your face right so whether you're sad or happy or excited i really had to learn to master my voice now when i first started radio if i i'll play you guys a clip one day but my first radio show that i was talking about my voice was like super squeaky and like high vo- high pitch like this and it was super annoying because i listen back to it, i'm like oh you sound so horrible but over the years what's happened is you really just come into your own you feel comfortable and you as you girls know the older you get you you get to know yourself a lot more and what you love to talk about and what you're passionate about and so i found that radio was definitely more of a challenge for me because tv people could see exactly how i'm feeling and i'm excited and you know you could kind of get away with silly stuff on the radio it's just you only have one chance as well right because when you're live you're live oh, so yeah. if you mess up you've messed up so i'm very conscious of that and, and you know obviously here in the uae there's a lot of things you cannot talk about and there's a lot of things you cannot say and coming from the uk where it's so open you have um, to be extra cautious you have to be extra cautious exactly yeah like we were doing the podcast and so we started when the election was going on and it was trump and biden mm-hmm. so i had to be extra cautious on what to say about Trump because dad said I wouldn't be allowed in the US <laughs> and, given, and I wanted, wanted to do a uni in the UK, US oh so um, <laughs> you'd be blacklisted yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good advice actually <laughs> yeah you're right you have to be and, and not even just about topics that are politically sensitive but controversial I'm, yeah and also you know even like emotional things i mean thank you for listening to my podcast because there's a lot of um topics that i speak about which i think are quite taboo or that maybe aren't taboo but people just don't talk enough about like i spoke about you know oh i've been married for 2 years and i've been everyone in my family keeps telling me hurry up and have a baby and i'm like i just don't want a baby right now can everyone stop pressuring me but you have to be so conscious of the words that you use and this is not just if you're on the radio or on a podcast but in everyday life you know i think it's so important to choose the words correctly in order to get your message across um but then you throw it onto radio and you're you're saying it to thousands and millions of people you have to be very very conscious so yeah it's just a good practice to have yeah So uh with radio um how is it what do you I know you talked about when you're on the radio I just want to know uh, do you love it as much as you love doing TV or do you like or do you just love it love it like you do when you're doing the podcast is there any differences or similarities between radio and podcast because mm. it sounds like it's the same because when you sing you can't see your face but i just want to know the differences or similarities there are yeah sure radio. i mean with um uh, the reason i actually started my podcast is because i wanted to talk about things i couldn't talk about on the radio 
I feel like I had so much to say and I had so much to talk about, especially when it comes to girls or young women. I had so many messages and so that's why I started the podcast because that's not something I can talk about on the radio. The radio is a very planned, structured thing. You know, we already know what we're going to be talking about before the microphones go up. We already discuss it beforehand. Uh, there's commercial obligations as well where we have to talk about certain clients or brands. So it's very fixed in that sense. That doesn't mean I don't love it. I love it because of who I do it with. Like we laugh so much. Imagine five o'clock in the morning laughing your head off he is so funny and we make each other laugh and that's so important to be working with people who you really connect with um but yeah with the podcast it was just a lot more personal it was a lot more me than the radio the radio is definitely me I do believe that we all have different parts of ourselves that we share with different people um but the podcast just allowed me to take down Nimi meta like on the radio it was more like what my dad likes to say is Namisha which is my full name <laughs> which only my dad calls me but it was just my podcast allowed me to speak on more topics I'm passionate about so yeah there's so many similarities but there's so many differences as well uh, but they both do tie in a lot hand to hand yeah I get that because mm. Uh, how you said that you can talk about like different things um, on the podcast because at school um, I like to talk about we'll say political things at school and my teachers and my friends actually get really annoyed at me why so at the beginning of the year we did this whole um, debate and it was gender equality in sports mm -hmm. and I was very strong on that and um, the, my teachers had to tell me to not be too strong about it like at like like uh, at school i'm called the feminist oh wow yeah <laughs> which so, i mean all of us are yeah. feminists if we believe in gender equality yeah so everyone was like sure you're a feminist and stuff and i actually get teased for it wow and um so how did you deal with that then so um i just <sighs> I fire back. Mm -hmm. I'm not like it's not a good thing to do to fire back, but like when when they keep when people keep on like saying something over and over again, it kind of gets annoying. Mm. So like they've been doing it since the beginning of the year. Yeah. So I'm like the political one in my year. Mm. So I'm always talking about other things that they're like my teacher, my uh, head of year. She was my English teacher, but we've got a new one now, and she said you have to find something new to talk about. Wow. so yeah how interesting is that I'm so surprised that a, a woman would say that to a young a young girl you know I am um, what I think is really important for you to take forward is the in the school environment and whatever you you speak your mind in class and whatever you need to say but I've noticed that on personal levels with friends and 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 socially who I'm around there's some people who are just never gonna get it. And it's not our responsibility to try to convince them. What we can do is try to just educate ourselves more. And we waste so much energy on trying to get people to believe what we believe. You know, when we could be putting that energy towards ourselves and the causes we believe in. And that's a shame actually that that's happening. But you're fighting back yeah you're fighting back you're strong yeah it's the lect i actually i gave my friend i gave um my grandparents <laughs> and my family a lecture on dinner at dinner about the environment mm -hmm. <laughs> do you remember that shana 
Yeah, I don't want to. She blanked it out. <laughs> she blanked it out. <laughs> yeah, I kept on saying how we should like not use plastic at all. Um, but that's so good. You're passionate about something, and you're trying to educate the people around you as well. So it's good. You have a plastic phone cover. Yeah, <laughs> Shana, but that's reusable plastic. But look, she's saving the environment. Yeah. She's doing better than we are. <laughs> I don't use plastic mm, that We've much. got the blogs on the website and Shayna's blog about, um, what why was it? Tesla's why Teslas are, are better than G-Wagons. Like, got more views on, more, got me more views than my environment one. Oh and my, my black, gosh. and my, no, not, it was my, it was my COVID one. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well done. Did you get many comments and reactions? I don't really know. No, I think so. No. So they just got many views. I checked it. I checked. She got like, how much did you get? 66. Well, I got like, I got like 20 on my environment one. (laughs) Yeah, but just combine them. You get a bigger number. (laughs) It's all good. You're one. Your your sister's your one. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a question. Did you ever, when you were younger, did you ever fight with your sister or not? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Because me and Tria fight a lot. Girls, let me tell you, only now that I'm 30 do me and my sister have a stable relationship. (laughs) And probably because I'm the other side of the world as well. But growing up, you know, me and my sister were very, very different people. I was very reserved and quiet and my sister's three years younger, but she was just like so full of energy, always wanted to talk to people, would always talk over me. And I'm like- That's what I do. Yeah, I can tell, (laughs) I can tell. And that's so beautiful, but also like we would just clash so much. And only recently did my sister tell me, like, I hated being around you. And it made me feel really, really sad. I'm like, but I'm obsessed with you. There's like, there's there's videos of us from when we were little where all I'm trying to do is like get my sister to love me. And she's just like pushing me off her. And she just, you know, I think my problem was I was trying to be a mum to my sister. Oh, I'm that to Shreya. Are you really? <laughs> so what's your dynamic then? Like, So Shane is like the older sibling. I'm the I'm like the youngest. I'm one. more responsible. She, mm. she is very. She's like Shane is like very money focused. <laughs> like she goes like, yes, I'm gonna put this into this savings and stuff. And I'm like, wow. I just want to spend everything. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm not sure. I mean, she's got the right idea. Yeah. I have to say, she's very good. That's very conscious of you. Well done, from a young age. Okay. Yeah. Well done. She teaches um, me about money. You two are so lucky, by the way, that you have this bond with each other. When I first heard about your podcast and I was told two sisters, I was like sold. I love sisters. I My sister is my most favorite human being on planet Earth. I would do anything for my sister. And you know, when we were younger, we didn't appreciate it as much. We're still try- we were still trying to figure out, okay, where do, where do we sit in each other's lives? But let me tell you, like, to have a sibling, and especially, I don't know what it's like to have a brother, but to have a sister, there is just nothing like it. So you, t- you two are so lucky. And that you get to experience this together mm-hmm. as well. And you work as a team. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, Sh- yeah. Shana, Shana, so when we listened to your podcast, Shana, wanted, Shana said, I wonder if her sister gives her money. <laughs> <laughs> gives me money? I or the wish. other way around. 
I, yeah. well, you know, whenever my sister's here, actually, no matter where we are in the world, my sister doesn't pay for anything, right? Because she's always <laughs> got me to pay for her. And that's something that you're probably going to have to get used to. I don't know about you two, but no matter what, I don't know if it's our culture as well, that even if when we're 80 years old and if I go out with my sister, there is no way she's taking money out of her pocket, you know? It's always the older one that pays and the little one that can just kind of go along with it. Yeah. You're going to have to pay for me, Shada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, so um, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. We've got a man down, but um, this has been so fun doing this with the both of you. And I'm hoping we can stay connected and do more and more things together. And if you guys are interested in seeing a radio studio and what it's like, I would love to show you guys one day to come in. You can even create a little demo if you want on the radio and we could have a lot of fun with it. So, yeah. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> Let's make it happen then. OK, right. Thank you for coming in. Oh, you're yeah. so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome, Lily. It's been an incredible time, but thank you very much. And we'll definitely take up that deal to go to the radio station and we'll definitely create some demos. Okay, thank you again. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs>